1 Chronicles 18. After this, David defeated the Philistines and subdued them, and took Gath and its towns out of the hand of the Philistines. He defeated Moab, and the Moabites became servants to David and brought tribute. David defeated Hadadezer, the king of Zobar, to Hamath, as he went to establish his dominion by the river Euphrates. David took from him 1,000 chariots, 7,000 horsemen, 20,000 footmen, and David hamstrung all the chariot horses, but reserved of them enough for 100 chariots. When the Syrians of Damascus came to help Hadadezer, king of Zobar, David struck 22,000 men of the Syrians. Then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became servants to David and brought tribute. Yahweh gave victory to David wherever he went. David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. From Tibhath and from Kun, cities of Hadadezer, David took very much bronze, with which Solomon made the bronze sea, the pillars and the vessels of bronze. When too, king of Hamath heard that David had struck all the army of Hadadezer, the king of Zobar, he sent Hadoram his son to King David to greet him and to bless him, because he had fought against Hadadezer and struck him. For Hadadezer had wars with two, and he had with him all kinds of vessels of gold and silver and bronze. King David also dedicated these to Yahweh, with the silver and the gold that he carried away from all the nations, from Edom, from Moab, from the children of Ammon, from the Philistines, and from Amalek. Moreover, Abishai the son of Zeruiah struck 18,000 of the Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He put garrisons in Edom, and all the Edomites became servants to David, Yahweh gave victory to David wherever he went. David reigned over all Israel, and he executed justice and righteousness for all his people. Jorab the son of Zeruiah was over the army. Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilud was recorder. Zadok the son of Ahitub and Abimelech the son of Abiathar were priests. Shavshat was scribe. Benaiah the son of Jehoiada was over the Kerithites and the Pelethites. And the sons of David were chief officials serving the king. All right, so in the last chapter we, or in the last couple of chapters, we went over the whole thing of the, the Ark of the Covenant being brought into Jerusalem and being established with great joy, praise and worship. And, um, and then we got in this chapter, David, the account of how David defeats all his enemies. So you get this impression that that's the order that it happened in because that's the order that the stories are told in. If you read the Chronicles accounts, you get the impression that you know, as you set the Lord in his rightful place, and as you worship the Lord and put him first, then the Lord will give you victory over all your enemies. Now that's the theology that we're seeing here because the, the stories are told in that order to teach that lesson. But if we go back to, one, uh, to Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 1, we actually learn that David defeats all the enemies first, and then he brings the Ark of the Covenant up to Jerusalem. So the actual historical order is the opposite of the order that the stories are told in here. So is this being deliberately misleading? No, not at all. Both of these things actually go together. So um, what actually happened was, and some people don't realize this, was that David was actually doing the very thing that God commanded. And it said in, in uh, a few chapters ago, it said that David prepared a place for the ark, where, you know, in Jerusalem. Well, he, 
part of his preparations was the conquering of all the land of Israel and the surrounding nations. His conquering of that all was a part of preparing a place for the ark. The impression you get here is that he had to have the presence of God in him and then he would conquer his enemies. So that's the spiritual lesson we have to learn. But the fact is David had to conquer all his enemies first because that's the first thing that God told him to do. Now you might say to yourself, when did God tell David to do that? Because it sounds like he's just, you know, going out, conquering, being a, you know, like a Alexander the Great type of character, just conquering all his enemies. I'll tell you where he told David to do that. He told him way back in the book of Deuteronomy and the book of Joshua. We talked about how when the children of Israel came into the land, the Lord said to them that they were to drive the inhabitants out, that they were to remove them completely from the land, that they were to have none of their gods. Well, that was never properly done. They did it to a certain extent, but they never completed the job. So now we've got, the, this is the first time we've got a leader that does what the Lord says. Now the Lord told him in writing because he read the Bible. He saw this is what the Lord wants. The Lord wants us to drive our enemies out and we're going to do it. So he puts it in place. The thing that the Lord wanted all along, he puts it into place. Now you and I, sometimes people, they have this impression that like, oh, God hasn't given me anything to do. As, as though only if you hear the booming voice of God does that count as something to do. Forgetting that there's an entire Bible of things that God's asked us to do. At the time of David, he didn't have an entire Bible, but he did have the first five books and he did have the book of Joshua and Judges. So he knows that the Lord wants to drive out all these nations. He wants to get rid of all their gods. It has to be all about the Lord. And that's what David does. He conquers the Ammonites, the Edomites, the Moabites, the Philistines. He, he, he sorts it all out, gets rid of all their gods, and then he sets up the Ark of the Covenant. He sets up the worship before. So you can see he actually sets everything up properly the way it's supposed to be. He's like a picture of Jesus Christ. So he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. But here in Chronicles, the stories are told in the wrong order and they give you the impression that when you put the Lord in place, then you'll have a victory over your enemies. And that's exactly the lesson you're supposed to get. You're supposed to get that lesson. You're supposed to learn that if you don't put God in place, you're going to struggle. But if you do put God in place, you'll have a victory. And that's actually the lesson that we're going to get you know, all the way through the history of Israel. Whenever they had God in place, they had victory over their enemies. And whenever they didn't, they would lose to their enemies. So that's the lesson that we're learning here because it's the right lesson. But the actual chronology, the order of it, is out of order. And that's okay. And that's what I was explaining about the retelling of the stories. They're retold here a certain way to help us learn lessons that we're supposed to learn. And hopefully we do. And, um, and it talks about a place called Hamath. Uh, and now that was 400 kilometers way north. And that shows you the extent of David's empire all the way up to the river Euphrates, which today is in the modern nation of Iraq. So David's empire went all the way down into where Egypt is today, into the land of Egypt, and all the way up into the land of where Iraq is today, and all the way eastward into the lands of Jordan and Syria. So if you think of Israel today, the modern nation in your mind, um, it's very, very small land-wise in comparison to the, the amount of land that David had conquered and controlled. Because the Lord blessed him. And if we put the Lord first in our life, we make him our number one, the Lord will bless us too. 
So, Father, I want to thank you for the lesson of 1 Chronicles 18. Lord, I pray that you would give us victory over our enemies too. Give us grace to make you the central part of our lives. Lord, help us to walk with you and to overcome and to find joy in all we do. In Jesus' name, amen.